and welcome everyone to Films of the Women of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Mama K. Hi, everybody. And tonight we are doing Top Gun Maverick, the 25-year, 35-year sequel? 36-year. 36-year sequel. Well, I mean, this was supposed to come out over a year ago, so I mean, when they filmed it. 2020. Uh yeah, I had never seen this. I think I've just mentioned this on recent shows. I had never seen it, and then I watched it the other week, and the original, and it's, uh, I thought it would be very bad, and it was only, like, regular bad. It was, like, okay. <laughs> it was, like, it was about what I expected, but, like, a little better. So, you know, I, I still didn't really want to see this, but I at least knew it going in. I was like, well, it's it's got good scores pretty much across the board, and the original's not terrible, so it might be okay, but did you see the original when this came out in theaters? Yeah, I mean, you ha- it was a must-viewing. There was no... A we must. went to the movies a lot back then, because there wasn't anything else to entertain us besides the movies and the TV, so... I mean, books, but yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely. And for that time frame, you know, you got a minus eight years on your eyeballs and your psyche and yeah, because this was the 80s. It was, it was primo. It was primo? It was primo. So Top Gun Maverick, oh god, this thing is so long, this this thing, I'm going to try to cut it down. After more than 30 (laughs) years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Tom Cruise, is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Facing an uncertain future and confronting the ghosts of his past, Maverick is drawn into a confrontation with his own deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who will be chosen to fly it and i cut out like over half there's a whole middle part where they tell you all the details of all this stuff but yeah it's basically know. a flying movie you don't really have to go beyond that so it's if you'd seen the first one like i maybe it helped because i had just seen the first one for the first time yeah. a few weeks ago and then i'm watching this one i'm like oh this is very easy to follow because you know there's yeah it's it couldn't be it really couldn't be any easier to follow um <laughs> it's about two hours i saw this yesterday before, day before recording this so it's fresh uh oh, okay. is anything new uh not directed by tony scott because he is not alive because he um unalived himself uh right. many years ago so he he did the original but he did not do this one joseph kaczynski did this one uh who yep. did the tron movies Right. Tron Oblivion. That's another Tom Cruise movie. Saw that recently yeah. for the first time. It's not bad. It's not bad. Mm. It's not good, but it's all right. I'm in uh, this, you know, my sweet spot of Tom Cruise starts with Top Gun, goes through Cocktail, it can, you know, and lives still in the Mission Impossible. Also, Color of Money, also a good Tom Cruise movie back in the 80s. Um, but yeah, so. All the stuff that's like on the side of those things that are Tom Cruise things, I'm not the biggest fan of because they just seem like the same movie. Not that Impossible's aren't. I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like I've seen fewer than I was than I ought to have Tom Cruise movies. It seems like okay. a low a low spot for me. But uh, oh, he did only uh, the director did only the Brave. That was an okay movie. Uh, it was about firefighters. Also, Miles Teller. <sighs> yeah, no, that's a that was a no for me, dog. You didn't like it, or you didn't like the end. I'm not uh, firefighter movies are not my jam. So like backdraft. Yeah, I don't like things. I like in, this is I don't know what this means, but you know me, I like 
having a fire in the fire pit. Um, but I don't fire like the people. other kinds. I, I people on fire. We've talked about this many times in the podcast. That's on on movie th- in on <laughs> streaming, not yeah. streaming in movie theaters only is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun the original. At least a couple weeks ago, I think I watched it on Netflix. I don't think I watched it on any of the other ones. Yeah, but I don't know right. if it's. I don't know if it's still there, but that's what I watched it a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, you can check there. It's, it's probably somewhere out there for you can rent yeah. it for a few bucks. But this new one in theaters, and we're going to spoil it now. Over three decades after the events of the first uh, film, uh, Maverick, he's a captain. He's test pilot for the Navy, and he's trying to do this this uh, Dark Star superson- hypersonic scramjet run and it pushes it up to what is it Mach ten, which is like some crazy speed that's never been 10 done. Ten G's, yeah, yeah. So that they don't—that's not regular. Um, it's getting to Mach ten. They had to get the thing was only tested for Mach nine, and uh, they're gonna have the Admiral Admiral uh, Ed Harris, right? Admiral Ch- yeah. the Hammer come around. They all got their call signs. So everyone's got a fun little name. Admiral Hammer is gonna come shut them down, but he defies the the rules and he flies it anyway. And he hits the Mach ten, and then he, he he pushes past that, and then the thing blows up and he crash lands. So a nice ten minute introduction to Maverick has not changed in thirty years since we left him. He's no. still go. He's still defying the admirals. He's still pushing the envelope. And he's uh, still often getting caught uh, for it. Uh, right. So he crashes, blows the thing up. He's going to get discharged, but he's once again protected by one of the top admirals, his former rival, uh, Tom Iceman Karzansky, who is uh, returning briefly. Uh, Val is Kilmer. Val Kilmer, who they definitely worked with, uh, how he is now. So they yeah. did the best they could with that. Uh, he's going to save his ass one more time and send him back to Top Gun, which is like the training program that he was in in the first one and that's the training program that still exists they don't really talk about ai too much until the later stuff like why why are we still training these fighter fighter jet people uh but he's got to go he's got to go train the top people at top gun because there's a secret mission to fight unnamed bad guy who has (laughs) who has weapons and only top gun can stop them so they got it's iran everyone Everyone knows it's Iran, but yeah. I okay. had no idea. They, they they did it very well. They had tried very hard not to show anybody Say from Iran. the other side. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get Iran at all. I didn't think Iran at all. Why did you think Iran? Well, because where if it would have been 15 years ago, it would have been Iraq but or Afghanistan, but now it's Iran because that's... that's but the, the weather is cold there, beefy. so... Well, I mean, it's not like Iran doesn't get cold um, they have a snow part <laughs> i don't know i mean i think it was filmed in like iceland or something so that's very different um yeah i didn't get an idea that they were trying to make it anyway whatever they have there's there's an uh, enemy military that they that they gotta they gotta stop them uh yeah. one of the pilots is rooster who is miles teller that's the son of goose from the first one who uh, is right. not alive anymore because of the accident thing that happens. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is the love interest. Uh, John Hamm is the admiral, the new admiral he has to butt heads with in the movie. Glenn Powell plays Hangman, who is like the rival. It's a goot rooster. And he is basically like the Val Kilmer character from the original in this Ice one. Iceman versus Hangman. Yeah. 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 And then there's other guys. There's like Bob. He's like a control person. 
played by Lewis Pullman, son of the great Bill. Bill Pullman. Uh, no kidding. And they call yeah, him Bob. That's right. Okay. They, they go right easy with it. Uh, you got Phoenix, Warlock, Payback, Fanboy. Yeah, they're squad members. Those are the ones that get the attention. Uh, so, so Maverick's got to train this squad to go and beat the thing. And a lot of the stuff that is anyone cares about is them flying in the jets and all the stuff they do. So, pretty uh, much. What'd you think of this Top Gun Maverick? Okay. Well, you know, you're waiting this long to put. And I don't know, an exclamation point or a period on the end of something. And it can, it could, it could go bad. And it was, didn't go bad for me. I was really excited to go see it. I felt like the way that the reviews were coming out, that it was really going to be, you know, just another epic sort of a real epic movie. Like there hasn't, I think since COVID outside of, superhero universes which i don't even know how epic those have been there hasn't been like an epic movie out and i think i think this is it and the audience that i was with was the most animated audience of 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 a while um my my girlfriend came down drove two and a half hours three hours to see it um in imax because where she lives they they don't really have a theater at all um so she Mm, came down to watch it and um we revolved our whole weekend around it and it was it was great i think she had the same reaction she's my age and had the same reaction and we were kind of we we were annoying to each other because like we were guessing what was going to happen you know before it happened because we were like how how many flat how how flashbacky is this going to be how how much is it going to really seem a lot like the first one and there was a lot but it wasn't and there, and there were some throwback lines and things like that, but thank God there wasn't, uh, I feel the need, the need for speed. Cause that would have been ultra cringe for me if they brought that back. Oh, you don't like that line? No, I like it in Top Gun and I would not have liked it in Top Gun Maverick because yeah, I think they were pulling like something like five G's or six G's in Top Gun and now they're, you know, doing crazy crazy stuff and you know the background with with maverick too is that his dad was um a pilot and died being you know a pilot doing the same kind of things and he always felt like he had to uh you know i don't know not vindicate it but sort of be that same kind of guy and it's it's really weird that you know 35 36 years later he's he's still like that same person there's not there's really no growth for this character until no the end of really this movie. none like yeah like he just didn't but i mean he's I, stuck in that same not. spot so um but but people but other people like you know val kilmer's character these people have grown within the within the service within within the navy you know air squad and he is not he's still a captain and that's nothing for somebody who's been in the service for 40 years so um it's it's good to see because it's easy to kind of still see him as being a little bit of a he's definitely a rebel but he's also uh, you're rooting for him because he didn't take the same path that you would normally take i think um the the things that were great about this movie for me the storyline was pretty much you know the same storyline as before except for now we've got the sun instead of goose and they have their little problems because of what happened um you know 
in 86 and uh but the filmmaking aspect of it and maybe some behind the scenes stuff is really i think that's 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 the piece to really kind of talk about in this movie but what did you think of it Abby? having just uh, seen pop gun because it's been a while yeah. since i've seen the whole movie so so this is about the best you could do i think i think i don't think they could have done better and it's 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 quite I mean, it's it's a terrible like the movie like parts is very uh, you know what it is it's like the best like Michael Bay movie ever. It's like a <laughs> the way the characters talk to each other. The characters are very much Michael Bay characters. They're just like I felt like I was watching like an Armageddon or like uh, where do you think like Michael a- Bay got his characters from? They came from Tony Scott. So yeah, but Tony Scott's made other movies that I don't find unbearably like. Un, like annoyingly no, but, basic. but Michael Bay picked this and that's his niche and that's where he lives. And this is, you know, he's, he's, you know, well, this is they, better than aren't... this. This okay. is what Michael Bay does, but I think it's b- technically better than every movie he's ever made. Yeah. Um, like the way, like the people are, and then the actual action sequences are hmm. the action sequences I've heard, I heard were like a pretty amazing. And Tom Cruise likes to do his own stunts. So a lot of the movie he is, he's in the plane. At no point is he by himself in real life. He had to have a person behind, like sitting behind him. So there's always a person hidden. But uh, mm-hmm. that, right now they rigged the plane and everything. A lot, a lot of real stuff going on here. Uh, like, like, um, what was the other one? Uh, reached a couple years ago. Mad, Mad Max, uh, Fury Road. So just like mm-hmm. that, where like most of that is practical and they really were like doing stuff. Uh, it's, it's some of the best action I've ever seen. It's excellent. It's so, it's so good. It's so beyond the, uh, the, any of the story or the characters or the, they, they made the right move there by making it so simple. Like, Maverick yeah. is the same exact character. He's wearing the same jacket. He's doing the same exact thing. He has not progressed in 30 years because that's the right choice. It's just right. The, p- people don't want, want to see the, what's his name, Pete something. They don't want to know more about Pete and his backstory. They like Maverick, the guy who flies the plane fast and breaks the rules. And that's right. all his, that's his whole character. So they didn't try to make him more. And that's the smart move. And then what do we do with Maverick? We give, oh, he liked Goose. Everyone knows the, you're my eyes, Goose. Keep it, talk to me, Goose. So we'll do the sun. And this, that's inherent drama because his, the, the, the crash, he survived. Goose didn't. He blames himself. The, whatever. Perfect. Uh, Val Kilmer, copy paste to new guy, whoever he is. I don't know. Uh, hangman hangman versus ice man yeah there you go uh change the white background characters to diverse background characters and give them a couple (laughs) funny lines perfect um really easy stuff that and then just focus all of your time and energy on making that last half hour like so so good because that last half hour is so excellent it's hard to believe how how because i'm not a car chase guy or even like like when it comes to dog fights and stuff and like the first one's action didn't really get me that all that invested but this one you got to be invested in that fun and all the final action stuff is oh it's so damn good it really is well and when you so, and when you it's know exactly it's what it should have been when you know it's not cgi that's the whole thing is like if you're sitting there watching this movie and you don't have that information uh it's fine you know what i mean but when you know when you know that this what they've done is not cgi and the fact that you know 
it's it seems a little hokey that they're like you have to do this and approach you know the mountain like this and get into the the hole in between but the because mountain and- they're actually in a thing it feels like they are sw- these actors yes. are sweaty the whole time and it feels yeah. real that's that's something that like it it only by being in a real thing can you get that right. can you like simulate that even the best actors like not that you know I mean, pretty mixed on Miles Teller, and I think most of the other people I don't really know. But like Tom Cruise is right. pretty good usually. I think at, at Action Man is what he's right. doing. So, but he also well, he does takes, his own stuff. Yeah, he takes real pride in doing that, and the fact that he's you know my age ish, maybe a little older, that it's pretty impressive that you know he still he still you know wants to make it as real as possible and do as many of his you know stunts as possible. I mean, I was sitting there thinking, you know, comparing. <laughs> wrongly comparing it to like what happened to liam neeson in the last movie and like oh please what, don't memory you know. well yeah please just i'm just thinking down the line for tom cruise i mean like, at some point he's not going to be able to get in his p51 mustang and nobody's going to sign no insurance company is going to sign off on that for a movie i don't care who you are so at some point he's going to have to stop but it's going to have to hit that before we before things get bad you know like yeah, memory like that. <laughs> well, Tom Cruise is not done. He wants to film a movie after this in space, so working on that. Uh, okay. First movie film in space. I mean, he's he he loves doing the MI six. Uh, yeah. Uh, stuff, and now he gets to he got to do fighter jet stuff, and now he's like, I want to actually go into space and film in space. So, uh, right. you know, that'd be, uh, that'd be you know nice. me in space movies though. Hmm. What if he filmed it in space, but it wasn't a space movie? He just wanted to film it like it's like it's like a rom com <laughs> in the in the in the space station. They build they build sets okay. up there. Yeah, I mean, sure, that sounds good. <laughs> they, they just, like why did the rom com cost two point eight billion dollars? <laughs> like, <laughs> because none of them were on the, the planet. And it lo- it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's because they went into they filmed into the space station. Um, yeah. I, I, so they don't what they didn't they don't bring back any of the women characters they just replace her all women characters replaced with Jennifer Connelly um yeah there really weren't is, they, there was only one real there was um Kelly McGillis's character who was actually Tom Cruise's character yeah she, she was the, the love and came she- in and and was helping them you know learn things about certain planes and then and you know she was she was higher up she was that but so they didn't ask um, kelly mcgillis or meg ryan to return meg ryan was goose's girlfriend right right? or wife or something yeah Yeah. why why not have her come back i was disappointed in that honestly when when we find out that you know rooster's mom is also dead it's like Okay, uh, then yeah. that was a little bit of a bummer. Like, why couldn't why couldn't Maverick have reached out at that point? You know, we there's a piece of the the puzzle that we haven't talked about where Maverick uh, does not puts in a puts in a word that's basically like Rooster's not ready to be part of Top Gun school, and he right he flies conservative him. too, so that he right. the other guy pokes fun at him for that. So he that, that's right. that's his shouldered burden is he feels held back by the by the people. Right. And I would think having, you know, losing his dad, okay, but, you know, once his mom dies, I would feel like even Maverick would have, you know, I don't know, the wherewithal to really be a surrogate dad for him, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's not that... I feel like he has that soul in him. I don't know why they didn't... Well, that's what you get at the end, though, when when the two of them... Like, the ending works 
in like uh, cause they, so like the whole mission is is trench run. It's it's Death Star. You got to run down the trench really fast and <laughs> yes. get, blow up the hole at the end. Uh, yep. It's more like the second trench run. It's more like Death Star Two, where you, even though you're, they're flying inside the thing, but it takes two ships to shoot it for some reason. Right. Um, one. Yeah. One to blow it open. Two, one to blow it up. And like all that's pretty tense because I'm like, there's a lot of time left in this movie. This is not going to work, and it works. Yeah. And then what doesn't work is the escape route. Maverick he sacrifices himself to stop the stuff hitting the other to hit Miles Teller and then yeah, the anti-aircraft he, yeah and John Hamm's like no we gotta go back we're not losing any more people you know whatever John Hamm's the naysayer the finger wagger this whole time and then when Maverick right. does the test he's like ah oh, I got it he's done it like we're gonna have to go with it now so the end when you know he comes back and saves them then they gotta go and fly the old ship out ridiculous again like right. absolutely absurd but like works is the 100% correct choice for this movie. This movie stays in its lane and maximizes everything it's going to be. That's why it's, even though it's, it is incredibly stupid. And like, when I say like, not a, it's not a good movie from like, uh, like special things happen. It's just really simple bridge makes sense stuff to get to the planes flying because that's the best stuff. And it's, yeah, you have and the thing is, is that you just buy it. You just do. Because if you don't buy yeah. it, then then it's not going to work for you. But you just, you know, particularly the part you're talking about is you have to, you know, buy the fact that he, I mean, I buy that he would sacrifice himself because that's been his jam the whole time. I think that when Maverick dies, it's going to be in a sacrificial way. So we, you know, we as audi- the audience don't know if that's what's going to happen. But I think that the choice that they made to... For him to sacrifice and then for for Rooster to, to sacrifice and then ultimately also for Hangman to come in because he came in out of yeah. nowhere. not he doing soloed. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it was it was kind of the perfect, you know, melding of there was, you know, it was definitely Beggar's Canyon, right? When they were. Yeah, it's a very it's a very Star Wars stuff. ending, which is. The, is. The, the, that, which is the smart choice. Like, don't try. Yeah. This this should not try to reinvent the wheel at all. Usually, I'm like, I want to see something yeah. interesting and different. No. Not from Top Gun sequel. Top Gun sequel needs to be the dumbest, simplest thing ever and perfect action. And that's what exactly what they did. That's why. That's yeah. why. Even though this isn't a movie made for me, it will never be a five star movie in my head because I, a movie like this can't be to me. It's too. It's too what it is. But it's right. it's, it's perfectly what it is. It's perfectly like not made for me kind of movie. Um, that. <laughs> It it's perfectly made for the masses fun. movie. The, perfectly. This is a, my era. So As of this recording, oh yeah, it was an older, older audience for sure. Not quite down nappy old, but mm, 10 years shy maybe. Um, <laughs> and then this, yeah, this had a $170 million budget and it's already at 570 for box office. So wow. it's really like other than superhero movies, I think the only other ones that cleared seven in right. the past two years were Fast That's what I'm 9. Saying. Yeah. Fast Nine and No Time to Die both did. They both, uh, they both yeah. got over seven hundred mil. Those but, are uh, both like Wicked franchise. Like this is a, this is a sequel. This is a thirty six year old sequel. So it brought the uh, it brought the the boomers and the Gen Xers back to the did. theaters when the when the theaters have been basically forty and under, and this right. brought the. You know, as much as Down Abbey, I'm sure is a pull for those specific <laughs> fans. This is uh, this is a cra- I, I saw this on a Monday, and while it wasn't as crowded as uh, my Everything Everywhere All at Once showing a, a month after on a Monday, it's still 
it still showed up. Like there were still like probably a dozen people in there. We saw it opening weekend, IMAX in the evening, Saturday night, and it was full and it was very, it was varied. There was a lot of different people. There were families there. There were, you know, groups of dudes. I don't know if there was groups of chicks maybe, but there was, it was a very, a varied audience. And the, the best part is when there were throwbacky things, you could hear like people who got it versus people who it was just another part of the film for them. But you know, when, when that original, when the, it, when it comes up and you hear the dung, everybody just kind of yeah, co- collectively, the, uh, there's a rustle in the theater. Everyone's excited. Everyone's ready to go. They know what that means. So the opening credits is very much the for original opening credits. Yeah. Like the same music, the same, the jets taking off and landing, the cables getting thrown out by the crew men. And then right. uh, what's the and danger zone is, I think it's only played there. But yeah. it's almost exactly the opening credits to the original one, and then they yeah. even have, they have all the, all the beats they can get, like the obligatory not beach volleyball this time. Now they're playing like touch football, Some also weird, shirtless, yeah. running on the beach. Oh, we gotta yeah. have it again. Doesn't it's it's the team building scene is the right. excuse here, but like you know, you just gotta hit all nope. the same. beats. Gotta have it. Gotta see Tom Cruise on a motorcycle trying to beat jets. You. Oh yeah, a lot of motorcycle in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, driving down the path. Um, and there was only one squidge moment for me. There was only one time where I was like, I was, and that was toward the end when Jennifer Connelly's character pulls up in her car and is like standing next to it, very reminiscent of Kelly McGillis did it. Tom Cruise did it with his bike. That's because the I'm original like, movie is actually more of a romance or a romance movie. It's it is the. The the romance feels much bigger in the original than the actual like competition between him and Iceman. Whereas this one, it's very much uh, we need to stop the the Death Star plot. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's the right choice, though. I mean, I didn't really want. I liked, I liked yes. the fact that it seemed like a more mature um, relationship that he had with Jennifer Connelly, even though it was clearly a on off again kind of situation in until the end perhaps um this is smart too to pick someone who's relatively close in age they didn't go like a 30 year old they picked a 50 a 51 year old woman so yes that would have been really that would have been a huge bone to pick at any point because you don't invite kelly mcgillis back who does not really act a whole lot anymore i think she lives in pa actually she's right next door um but she doesn't really act anymore and you you toss her aside for the for the new but no when you well she even said she's like they didn't ask the old fat lesbian to come and you know yeah so i think she says like i they're not bringing back i look like a 63 year old woman because i'm you know a 63 year old woman like they don't want that (laughs) right exactly you look at a side by side there's side by sides going around of tom cruise then and now and then her then and now and it's it's, it's just different. not fair. I mean, it's not. It's not no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, welcome to the world, man. That's that's what it is. Even, especially Tom Cruise, like unreasonably unaged for thirty-five right. years. Like, under, especially like, I know, and even though you're you're seeing him in you know freaking IMAX, I'm still like, okay, yeah, I see crow's feet, but dude should have. I know he's like what is fifty-eight? Like, that man, it's pretty good for that. Like yeah, Scientology, man, that'll do it to you. Travolta? I mean, for a bald man, he looks okay for for his age. 
It's really funny. Part of the the part of the it's not even part of the movie, but the fact that you know, I mean, everybody knows that Tom. Not everybody, but I'm assuming it, most people know that he's a Scientologist. And I know so many people and so many friends who are like, I am 100 percent against everything that represents, but I will watch the hell out of Top Gun Maverick, and it has to be Tom Cruise. Like they can totally separate whatever that means. A lot of times people can't do that, and they'll. You know, even if it was a fave, the something something happens or something they don't agree with, and you know, whatever cancel culture, that kind of thing, uh, that does not apply to Tom Cruise. Like he, you know, he's been married sure he, a few times, well, and I don't know how he would. He, I think he could be, but like I think he's kept under wraps. I think his handlers are strong enough where like he's slip ups don't get to Tom Cruise. It's not gonna. They he's don't. Not, like like even if he had even if he has slip upable things, they're not gonna. He's too he's too ironclad up there. Not too many. There's like a dozen or so. That could, there's a few, and he's ne- but, and off. he's never out anywhere either. Like there's never you never hear about him being anywhere. He's never spotted at you know the sushi restaurant in Hollywood that everyone goes to or whatever. He's just it just never happens. He's I don't know whether that's just the life he accounts like on he set though. Say so he's a pretty nice guy on set. Like he's not a yeah. he's not a diva. He's not a problem. He's a he's a good guy to work with. Uh, by yeah, all accounts. that's so. Yeah. Anyway, but, I just think that that's really interesting that people you know that there's a special place for him that we can't. He's almost untouchable, you know, in that in that realm. So see, I do the same thing when I I still watch old Woody Allen movies and just like you know I just. I like the I like the writing. I like the characters. I'm not gonna think about the guy making it. Same thing. <laughs> do do I do it with most anybody? Uh, most people don't. I, though. I, I mean, people people do hold grudges. So so people can't watch like Kevin Spacey movies anymore because there's some really good Kevin Spacey movies. Yeah, can't watch I, American Beauty anymore. Come on, gotta watch American Beauty still. Even even with the subject matter with Kevin Spacey in it, you can't. You I know. Gotta, I was gonna say yeah. I probably can't watch American Beauty. I mean, uh, I think the only good. other. <laughs> The only other person that I think of, and and it's in a very different way, is that like we still they'll still play ad nauseum on the radio Michael Jackson stuff, and it's never there's never an issue with. Well, that, he's like a, that's a Tom Cruise level person. Where like you can't. What are you gonna well, do? What are you gonna do? Not have Michael Jackson things. Well, that's what I'm. But but people still like. I don't know how to explain it. There's still. I don't know, like, even your brother says, I don't understand how they can still play this on the radio. I thought, you know, I thought he was such a bad dude. Why, why is, why is he not been canceled? You know, we're not, you know. It's too big. You can, cause you can get rid of Kevin Spacey's, like, only appeals to actory people. Michael Jackson is like. I know, but it's kind of crazy and weird. That's the only, I mean, those two are really, they're kind of really untouchable. There's probably a couple, but like, yeah, no, it's. Yeah. You get Hulk. You can get Hulk Hogan. That's not hard, apparently. Not to beloved do what? like he used to be. To, to, he he's not foul. He's fallible. He cannot. Oh, he, yeah, he's not even in the same world as these other. Well, I, I bet at, the, at a time he was. Yeah, no. <laughs> you don't Hulk think Hogan. everywhere across no. the world people could recognize Hulk Hogan, same as as a Tom Cruise or a Michael Jackson? No, no. Really, I thought ADC no. Hulkamania was pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, that's because you wild. lived in a world, you lived in a boy world, we lived in a boy house. Uh, I mean, somebody, I really thought Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan was like worldwide. Somebody who says Hulk Hogan, the other side of that is going to be Miley Cyrus. So, I mean, unless you can Miley Cyrus, say that, why? that every, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Everyone, you say Hulk Hogan, the other side's going to say Hannah Montana. So, um, I don't think so. I think, well, that's why I, you don't well, think so, though. 
Well, I think him. No, I no. I, Hulk, Hulk Hogan had to have been bigger than Hannah Montana in their given respective eras. I don't think so. You say I mean, that though because you think everybody, Montana. you think everybody knows wrestlers and they don't. <laughs> but it's like everyone would know. Like, what's like the most famous football player? I think that's the same kind of thing. Like, wouldn't everyone know? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady still plays, but like I think everyone knows Tom Brady, right? Like it's not like anyone doesn't know Tom Brady is. Yeah. So who are you thinking from before? Because I can't think of somebody that probably everybody would know. Well, I don't think anyone's ever good as good as Tom Brady, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. I don't. Let's not turn this into that. Top Gun's uh top because there's nothing. I mean, it's just really like I don't have any any, like interesting insights on Top Gun. It's exact the story, whatever. Like you know, yeah. Goose, he's feels bad. He's gonna forgive him. There's tension. It's it's it couldn't have been more obvious beats, but. yeah. Good, ending. good good 30 minutes of action. So it's worth So did you worth it did that. you read very much about like how the filming and all of that that happened cuz I did a little bit afterwards. Um particularly Glenn Powell has a lot to say about uh about everything. Um the fact Guy that he played Hangman. Yeah, Hangman. And he was in he played uh he was in Hidden Figures. He played John Glenn in Hidden Figures. So he's He's got, like, a NASA background, I guess you could say. Um, He played John Glenn. I don't know if that makes him John Glenn, but... (laughs) Well, I mean, he went in the Apollo by himself, so... But he didn't... I know he didn't really. But in this... So, my point is, is um, he's been talking a lot. John Glenn Glenn whatever didn't. (laughs) John Glenn did, but not... Not yeah, Glenn not Powell. Glenn John or whatever. <laughs> Glenn His Powell. Name is Glenn Powell. Yeah. Um, anyway. So he, he was... Ta- anyway, he was talking about how... Uh, Every day on set, whenever they had to fly, which was a lot, every day, every person threw up because they were pulling G's. I mean, these are actors. These are not people who are trained flight, you know, flight people. And they had to really, there was an excruciating, you know, time before filming even started where they had, the learning curve was massive um and they had their when they were in the jets everything that you saw that was face on in the jet was literally in the jet as they were flying there was not other things going on there was no green screen in the background that was all for every person oh that yeah you saw. so i know that's what's that's part of why it actually feels so good right. i'm pretty sure and so like they yeah. sell it because they are doing it <laughs> i know and you have to like Going in, I didn't know that piece of it, but I did know about the Tom Cruise part. And you could sort of, sometimes you could sort of tell, like his age showed a little bit when he was, you know, when his face was pulling some of those G's. And so when some of the other Every time he had to do like a turn in the canyon, like he really, he really had to turn, I could tell. (laughs) Like, that's going on. Um, So they had to, you know, they had to like start camera, stop camera, fix problems within the cockpit for their for not for the plane but for uh whatever filming you know things were going on whether it was audio or visual and so you know he's talking about it and it just sounds like a nightmare i'm not gonna lie i mean this is you're an actor and now all of a sudden you have to fly a frigging jet and then you have to film yourself flying this jet and also be an actor at that time. And I'm thinking that's, that's a lot. So I give a hundred percent kudos to, to all of them that did this. I mean, Tom Cruise for sure, but he's, I think he, I think he loved every second of it. I don't know that Miles Teller and gang loved every second of it. So they, this, but I think this shows cause this and 
I think the only other movie like think of of this recent time that like where the action is just so extra good palpable is Mad Max Fury Road, which is the same thing. All mm-hmm. those giant fucking behemoth vehicles with spikes off of them were actually flying down the desert, and they <laughs> had camera. And there's the guys who were strapped to the front of giant vehicles are actually strapped to giant vehicles. Like they actually and you have, feel like, like someone's gonna strapped. die. I mean, yeah, you're just like you someone like- is the guy bouncing around in the, with the in the harness with the no arms and the guitar strapped to his head. <laughs> like that guy's gonna fly off. How? Like <laughs> this is insane. how could you actually do this? He's so that's like, what I- makes it. But it, it, it's a difference maker. It's a it's a it totally unmistakable. Is. Like those are the two best I can think of in the past yeah. ten, like five ten years, and they're both extremely difficult practical. So if you put that work in as a filmmaker, you're gonna get the you're gonna get those payoffs, I suppose. Uh, and so good. And I had I, I don't I had adrenaline pumping during those scenes, and you know, never thought I, it would happen ever. Like because that's not my kind of thing at all. I don't care no. about that kind of stuff. But yeah, you are you did, it absolutely you? sucks you in. It's excellent. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you cry? No, I didn't quite cry. Well, what, what, at what point? Like, what, what, oh, there I'm were sure, few, there you, were several crying times. You I mean, went with my with my dad, and he, yeah, yeah. So he, he was this crying is the kind before of he would sob uncontrollably he, at. Yeah. yeah, before the dong even like finished donging at the very beginning, uh, there was crying on that side oh, of me. Oh, the, the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And and then I, you know, he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And then so now I'm crying because I'm like, okay, oh, oh come uh, on. okay, I'm, I'm I felt vested in this and so i mean there were things you know that were reminiscent of of goose and um when when was there was a time that i was surprised that i cried i think miles teller doesn't I, I didn't give me cry, any so. sort of uh i don't know as as most characters that he plays anyway i i don't feel any certain way about him and the yeah he's kind of good help. He's um, good in uh, so. Whiplash. That's about it. That's I have not seen him, and I think that's just because J.K. Simmons is so good. I really don't even. I, you could probably replace him with almost anybody. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was anything to do with his performance or. Looks a lot like Goose, though. Looking at pictures. Yeah, of I know. I mean, I uh, guess... even now, I'm like, oh, even now, it looks fucking like his kid. It's pretty good casting. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I cried. Well, dur- the- oh, this is I cried with the Val Kilmer scene, which I didn't think I was going to. I didn't oh, where he's that- in the chair and he can't talk. Yes, and I was just like, and, yeah. yeah, and that's when my my friend was crying and I was crying and we were like, you know, and 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 you're also Dude. like, Val Kilmer's probably thinking like, oh, how how did Tom Cruise like be Tom Cruise and here I am, like Val Kilmer's probably thinking, here I am. Ow. Ow, all day long because yeah. it's a terrible pain. I yeah. know, I know. It was <laughs> a very, it was a brave thing. I'm not gonna lie, it's brave to come it, out and they and you that. know, I, I don't want to harp on it. They made him look kind of glossy and plasticky and weird, but I'm sure that's because they had to because he's, it was yeah, better not, than I thought it was going to be. I'm not. That's true because I his really, lips were distracting. They looked waxy um although they kind of I always, always felt have. like he looked like yeah I was going to say I felt like he always looked he, like that so yeah he always had a little too waxy look a little a little extra but yeah this one was very uh <laughs> he kind of waxed the Wilted melted wax museum a little bit but uh I didn't want to harp on that too much cuz he's <laughs> gone through a lot recently but it seems like uh, he did so yeah. yeah that's fine though oh, oh <laughs> he had to have been sobbing at the end when the when they uh it's 
Rooster and Maverick make it back, and everyone's cheering. They do the hug, and Hangman gives them the respects. Not really, no. That doesn't do it Nothing? for me. You know, that, no, that's No, that's from, the from kind Pod. Of, that's a, oh, that's yeah. Oh, he, that's I don't know if he stopped him. crying through the movie. I mean, during, <laughs> during the time when, you know, there was action sequences, I think that that was, you know, that was heart pumping. So that's uh, so the emotion was, was worse. Him, so this is, otherwise. I mean, this has got to be one of his favorite movies in years because this is perfect for, like, really perfect for him. It is, but I don't think he's, a, I mean, it's not like we haven't watch Top Gun together, but I don't, it's not one of the ones where, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's not his rotation. It might have had too much story, too much romantic story back in the day, like not enough, I don't know, maybe there wasn't. Planes flying. Not enough triteness, maybe. <laughs> it was too smart for him. <laughs> so it was, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. There, there weren't, there weren't oh, enough okay. long speeches. You know, <laughs> this it feels like it feels like just like a, a really polished like Michael Bay's best stuff distilled into a movie, and like without his terribleness, like it's really what it feels like. That's so like helpful re- for me. That's so helpful for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, yeah. Those are the things right. for me. You know, you know. Yeah, well, you you don't like, you especially don't like the Roland Emmerich stuff. I like the I really Roland don't Emmerich. Like go, that. Roland Emmerich pushes the envelope for me to the extra territory. Michael Bay still seems to Michael Bay. I, I don't I don't believe him. I don't believe in his intentions. I think he's he's he's. He, I think of him like Adam Sandler. I think of him as a jerk. Well, Roland Emmerich, <laughs> I think he thinks he's like a mastermind, but he's a total buffoon. <laughs> That's why he's great. Where, where Michael Bay, I think, is is laughing at his his fans and his audience. I think he's disingenuous, like Adam Sandler is. Uh, that's okay. Top Gun Maverick. I don't have anything yeah. more Top Gun Maverick. Do you have anything else Top Gun Maverick? Uh, I like that they, yeah, one more thing. Music, it's music related. Uh, they did throw back, you know, all the stuff I needed them to. Really yeah. glad that I love Berlin's Take My Breath Away, but really glad they didn't use it and adding the Lady Gaga song at the end was, that was good for me. So, I appreciate that. I just like that. The theme's the theme's pretty good. I mean, it's ter- it's kind of terrible, but it's like pretty good for exactly what it's portraying. The yeah. Um, <laughs> you gonna recommend yeah. Top Gun Maverick? Oh yeah. I mean, who's not gonna want us? You wanted us. You liked this movie. Uh, the other two yeah, things, I would I recommend guess, this to pretty much anybody. But yeah, but yeah, anybody who's ever seen a film in the last thirty six years probably gonna like this i think even people who don't like this kind of movie would be fine with this like this i think so this too. would this would not this is the like uh this is a really good cheeseburger really good cheeseburger it's good for everyone's gonna really want it pretty much yeah. even people I'm who don't smiling, eat meat thinking are, about it even people who don't eat meat <laughs> well even people who don't eat meat are, can recognize a burger tastes good they just don't do it for their own purposes whether it's health or moral or whatever but Everyone yes. knows a burger tastes good. Like this is even to say, even if you don't like it, you 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 must recognize this is a perfect, a, a high quality piece of fast food. Vegan friendly. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so Vegan Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick in the books. We got some host picks to yeah. run through. We got a couple more big franchises like uh, Jurassic Park and Lightyear. Yes, Pixar and. Um, 
other things later on too. Smaller things. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to the smaller things. We're just we're hitting all the the big all the big the stuff, big giant stuff, and yeah. Uh, typically, I go into the field. I like when they're terrible because then I can like talk about something. When they're like this, I'm just like, yeah, it's it's really really good, not my movie kind of movie. And I'm like, yeah, it's the least interesting to talk about. Um, so, Films with the Woman in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore podhost. Email the show, filmswithwomen at gmail.com with all questions, suggestions, anything you want to say or want we want us to watch or you know, whatever. Say whatever you want. I'll, I'll, <laughs> listen, I'll read it, maybe. We'll uh, digest it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I bring up some of the stuff and not everything. But uh, thanks for being on Top Gun Maverick, Mama K. You got it. Is that for the thing? I don't know. It's, no, no, it's not a thing. Uh, you can be my wingman anytime. Jeez, oh, you could be mine. You, know, you don't yeah. like that stuff. Till next time, this is Brent <laughs> signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.